Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For those who stumble upon this humble talk cast, though it is a talk cast of spiritual proportions, it is a humble segment in your life. The host promises not to sound like traditional programs of biblical narratives, nor is Simplicity Radio a program infiltrated by dogmas and creeds of traditions of men and their confusions. It is instead intended to open some minds of listeners to a realm of answers, perhaps related to your feelings of doubt, doubt that has caused you to wonder about your long-standing beliefs. Your host has been asking for and given increments of simplicity for decades. Then one day he was given simple inspiration to access a group of wise spirit consultants through their writings, messages written down by a penman, enlightening all who are inspired to read the pageant messages as written down by James Paget, and now this episode. From June 21, 1917 I am the man who said to Jesus as he bore his cross to Calvary, Pass on, and to whom he said, Tarry thou till I come. And for years and years I waited, until at last he came to me, not as the reincarnated Jesus, but as my brother and friend in the possession of the divine love which I received in my soul after the long years of waiting and suffering on earth. I know that this is considered a legend by mortals, but to me it was a vital and painful fact. I was truly the wandering Jew, and found rest nowhere, and even death would not come to me, releasing me of a life that was a torture, and a cause of recollection of my inhumanity to the truly Jesus. I have now been in spirit life for many centuries, and am in the celestial heavens, for the divine love of the Father is sufficient to redeem the vilest of mortals and the perpetrators of the greatest sins from their conditions of darkness and sufferings. If I had only known what a beloved son of God the Master was when I uttered my vile words and cruel curses, I would never have opened my mouth except to bless him and comfort him as he walked his weary way to the cross. But I did not know, and thought I was serving my God when I reviled him, who, as I thought, was a blasphemer and destroyer of our religion." But I paid the penalty even while on earth, and suffered the tortures that no man can understand. For as I continued to live, and death was always fleeting from me, I commenced to, and did realize that I had committed, a sin against the chosen of the Father, and His, I mean Jesus' sentence upon me, became a thing of wonderful and ever-present reality. But now I know that He loved me, and that while I was wandering and suffering, he was with me, trying to help me open my soul to the divine love, which was my only liberator from my doom. I know that this may seem strange and unbelievable to you, and not possible in the workings of God's economy in dealing with his creatures, but it was true, and I know. But the wonderful love 
Oh, how can I ever express my feelings of gratitude to the Father and to Jesus? While I remained in my ignorant and disheartened state, that very Jesus was with me many times in his love, trying to help me. Many spirits have told me this, and it is true. I write this because I want you and the world to know that this love is waiting for all mankind, and that there is no sinner so vile that it cannot turn him into the divine angel of God's celestial heavens. I will not write more now except to say that whenever you read of me, remember that I am no longer the wandering Jew, but a redeemed child from sin and error, and much beloved by that very Jesus whom I treated so cruelly. With my love I will say good night. I will sign myself, as I am best known, the wandering Jew. I follow that up with this reading. I am here, St. John, Apostle of Jesus. Well, you were surprised at the last message, and it is not to be wondered that you were, for I know that to you this story was a mere legend, as it is to most others of the mortal life who have thought on the subject. And again, the wandering Jew was not in your mind, as I know, for I was present before you commenced to write and know just what the contents of your mind were and what expectations you had. I recite these facts to impress you that this message is not the result of any subconscious mind that the philosophers speak of, but the message came solely because the spirit who wrote came to you and took control of your brain and hands and actually wrote the message. He is truly the man known as the wandering Jew, and the legend is true so far as his having treated the master as he said, and the master's sentence upon him to tarry until he should come. Naturally, the question arises, how could the master have imposed such a sentence? Or what power had the master to do that which is so contrary to the, all the ordinary known laws of God? Well, the question is a pertinent and proper one, and is entitled to an answer. At the time of the master's crucifixion, he was surrounded by a great host of spirits, in whom was vested the most wonderful powers of the spirit world, and they accompanied him in his weary march to the cursed cross, all trying to sustain him and listening to his words, and many of them knowing his thoughts and the travail of his soul. And when he rested because of the burden of carrying the cross, they were with him and heard the inhuman command of the Jew and the master's reply, and then they determined that the sentence should be carried out and never end until the Jew had traveled the weary road of suffering that he saw Jesus was traveling, and until he should seek relief in that way that the very master came to earth to make known to mortals, and this Jew was among them. The spirits were with the Jew continually, sustaining him in his physical life, so that the friend that he had hoped and prayed for, I mean death, should not come to him, until first should come the great love of the Father to redeem him from the results of the sentence. And strange as it may seem to you, at the very time that these spirits were exercising their powers, to prolong the physical life of the man, they were also trying to influence him so that he would open up his soul to the inflowing of love, and among those who thus worked was the master himself. But the old beliefs of this Jew in the teachings of the law of Moses, and in Abraham as his father, and the great medium of his salvation, and that great power which he possessed, the human will, 
prevented the opening up of his soul for many long years, and not until he was convinced that the sentence of the Master was being carried out did he commence to realize that the teachings of his church and Father Abraham were not sufficient for his salvation from the awful doom pronounced upon him, and there came to him the thought that the man whom he had cursed might be the truly Son of God, and that his teachings of the only way to the Father and happiness was through this love, for in the meantime he had lived among the Christians and had learned what the teachings of this love were, and that it was waiting for all and could be obtained by all through prayer and the submission of the human will. Well, he suffered and sought in every way to obtain this death, but it always evaded him until at last his will broke, and the truth came to him, and with it prayer, and then came freedom, for I must tell you that when the soul of a mortal prays in earnestness and with true longings, all the powers of all the spirits in the spiritual or celestial heavens cannot prevent the love from responding to the prayers and from making the longing soul free and at one to a degree with the Father. The sentences of spirits and angels cannot exist contrary to that love's demands. And this being so, mortals can readily understand that all the powers of the hells and the evil ones cannot prevail against that love. And thus further will you understand that the true prayers of a longing soul are more powerful and will bring the response from the Father than all the powers of angels and spirits and devils combined. Thus you may comprehend what an important creature is one poor might of a mortal when in truth and earnestness he comes to the Father seeking his love. Well, when I came tonight I had no thought of writing such a message as I have written, but as I have realized that you may be in thinking about the message of the wandering Jew and doubt that the laws of nature may be set aside even at the command of the Master, I thought it best to write you as I have. No laws of nature were, in fact, set aside, but the powers of the spirits were exercised upon preserving the physical organs and functions of this Jew so that life would remain and the vitalizing principle perform its work in preserving the Jew as a living mortal. Do not wonder at this, for I must tell you that before these messages shall be completed, you will be told of the many truths that will be more astonishing and contrary to what men call the laws of nature than is the case of the wandering Jew. I will not write more now, and with my love to you and your friend, I will say good night, your brother in Christ, John. In my many years in broadcasting, I've never announced any script more newsworthy than segments of the pageant messages. This broadcast of the good news sampling may find you wanting more. And in your favorite search engine, search for the pageant messages or James Pageant. Tune in another archived episode for another message segment. The pageant messages are the result of a spiritual journey by a Methodist lawyer living in Washington, D.C., who lost his wife Helen at the age of 51 in 1914. James Pageant received spirit messages through a gift of automatic handwriting during the years of 1914 to 1922. His insatiable want to communicate with his wife Helen began the communication with spirits. Many spirit messages were received, and their relevance is life-changing to all who are seeking to understand. 
A district attorney living in our nation's capital had the close support of friends Dr. Leslie Stone and Eugene Morgan. The host of this program acknowledges the invaluable resources of this public domain content from which the contents of the program you just heard was read from and which can be accessed at new-birth.net. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.